regular, you usually won't have that issue. And oh, and welcome back, welcome back to episode oh, four. Thank um, God you ended that really quick. <laughs> welcome back, guys, to TP the Weekly Wipe. This is episode four. This is Mr. Andy, twin number two. Along with me here is twin number one, Mr. Eight Eight Ron. Oh, welcome back, welcome back, guys. Another long week, but it was a great one. What do you guys think about Super Bowl coming up, Aaron? I well, I mean, I'm with the rest of America on this one. I just hope both teams have fun and the commercials are good. But who cares about who wins this one? <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping for some good commercials this weekend uh, yeah. coming up, guys. So <laughs> yeah, as I predicted, I told you the 49ers they had something special. Oh, yeah, for nothing, nothing but luck. I don't want to talk about it. I yeah, don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it because I was going for the lines as well. <laughs> But this episode, we want to start it off. It's going to be our Super Bowl extravaganza. Oh, yeah, baby. We getting ready for the Super Bowl. <laughs> a little early, but, I mean, we want to do next episode, nothing but Valentine's Day and love. We'll talk about that later, but, yeah, we want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, Aaron, why don't you kick us off? Let us know what we got going for the rest of the episode sweet, for today. Sweet, So, we got Super Bowl predictions. We got the Super Bowl ads uh some of the commercials that we have liked in the past and some of the ones that we're expecting for uh, this one. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about movie trailers as well, uh, passed in this year. And then we're going to jump into our overlooked movie villains and overlooked movie superheroes. Or not superheroes, just heroes in general. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so it should be good one. It should be good one. All right, so we got a big episode coming up for you guys. But before we kick off that episode... Why don't we start off with the weekly wipe? The oh, weekly yeah, wipe. Let's do it. It is where we get suggestions from everyone, whether it's movie or TV show. Last week we had Seal Team and Queen's Gambit. Yes. This week, Aaron, what you have? I took on Eight Mile, even though it wasn't a suggestion. I just took it on because I saw it was uh, Jesse's favorite soundtrack. Jesse, again, we're gonna take on your with suggestion. the clutch, with the clutch. But, yeah, I took on Eight Mile, and oh man, this one I can't believe I haven't seen it sooner. But I, I have know. seen it sooner, but it was just the climax of the movie. It was the last twenty minutes, so I'm not gonna say I saw it back mm-hmm. then. And but, I mean, you look like Cheddar Bob, the character. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably would have shot myself in the leg too, but. <laughs> No, this one was a good one. This one was very good. Eminem, honestly, people were telling me at work, like, oh, I don't know, his acting was pretty bad. I thought he killed it in this yeah. one, and he played that drama role really good. And then the soundtrack, like he said. I was going to say. The soundtrack was amazing. A lot of Juicy, uh, or Juicy, Biggie. Uh, Biggie. And uh, <laughs> Your favorite song from Biggie is Juicy. <laughs> yeah, my favorite song <laughs> is Juicy by him. But, yeah, uh, Old Dirty Bastards in it. Okay, okay. Yeah, a little very, bit of very good soundtrack. Oh, very good soundtrack. I, I need to check it out because I didn't watch that one. I was stepping in uh, when Aaron was watching it, and it really was pretty good from what I saw. So I'll check that out this upcoming week, give my little review. But Aaron, out of 10, what would you give it? Oh, solid 9. Solid 9 out of 10, for sure. Solid 9 out. Okay, all right then. So mine, it was a little different. I, I mean, <laughs> I wish I had a good soundtrack like that, but my movie would – probably just as good if not i would say better <laughs> i haven't even seen it oh, so i can't judge yeah. but so twin number two here i took on the movie coherence and this is a movie it's on the tubi app for free so if you guys want to check it out definitely recommend it 
I'll kick off Coherence by just giving you guys a little plot analysis because I don't want to give away too much and spoil it. Yeah, but. don't give away too much because I want everybody to go check this out. Hour and a half on Tubi for free. Yep. So Coherence, it's eight friends. They all decide to come over for a dinner party and, you know, just hanging out, shooting the shit, talking about life. And you're, you're kind of building with these characters for the first 15 minutes. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Oh, no. <laughs> and not just their house. They go outside, and it's everybody in the neighborhood. So it, everyone except one house. So everyone goes back inside, starts to listen. Let's just calm down. Of course, two of the eight friends, they say, yeah, let's go check out that house. Yeah, we need to make contact with uh, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. So they go off to the house. Everyone's worried. Once they come back, they're completely freaked out. And right once you finally realize what they saw, they bring up that they looked at the other house. And when they checked in on uh, inside, they were able to see a dinner party going on with eight people. And it was basically clones of themselves. Yeah. He looked in at the dinner party that they were having. And it was right before the lights went out. So I'll leave you guys off there. This is the first 20 minutes of the film. And it is, it takes you on left and right turns yeah, all over. It's trippy for sure, but so good. Very really good acting, good. low budget film, but I looked it overall, up. Overall, very good. This budget was only 50000 50000 50000 and I would recommend this to anybody to check out. They I, filmed it in three nights, too. Mm-hmm. I, I read up on it, too. They filmed it on, like in three nights. I was like, wow, that pretty yep. good. Good acting for that. We recommended it to our sister. She saw it. From what we heard, she loved it. I showed my cousin today. We watched it. And again, I loved it. He was completely just mind blown. Yeah, Crystal was the one that uh, told us about it through TikTok. And yeah. yeah, once you saw it, you loved it. I saw it immediately. I loved it. I say, I say go check it out. Hour and a half, really quick, guys. Yeah, I gave that song 9 out of 10 for sure. Oh, same. 9 Coherence. Out of 10. But that is our weekly wipe. Uh, another little thing that I actually went and saw today. Um, a movie for the week that if you guys want to go out to the movies and check something out, I saw the movie Argyle, and that one's with Bryce Dallas Howard and Henry Cavill. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I would say Sam Rockwell. He takes it. He kills it in this movie. Oh, I want to go check it out. But like Aaron was mentioning last week with Matthew Vaughn, he's the director, and he always puts out a good soundtrack. This one's just all disco, so I'll leave you with that. It's a good watch. It is a little long. I'm not going to lie. The last half hour or so, I was checking my watch like, okay, let's wrap it up here, Papa. But it's a good watch. I would say solid 7 out of 10. Uh, Not my favorite, Matthew Vaughn. It's middle of the bunch. I would say Kingsman, the first one's still my favorite. Yeah, so you compare it to what, like Kingsman 2? It would be like Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Like, it's good to go watch in the movies, have like that extra little theater, you know, boom. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Argyle, I check it out. Um, PG-13, no violence, but if you're into spy movies, highly recommend it. Okay, definitely. I'll go check that one out with Crystal. Okay, so let's dive into our next topic, Aaron. Uh, we're going to do Super Bowl ads. And guys, a lot of Super Bowl ads growing up, these are the ones that we would be there. Oh, remember that Doritos one where he said this or that? Oh, yeah. I mean, and everyone thinks of a Super Bowl ad. If, growing up, remember the Mean Joe Green one where gives him the 
the little boy his jersey and everything going yeah. into the locker room. No, I always remember that was like dad's favorite growing up. He'd always be like, oh, yeah, that Mean Joe Green commercial's coming on. But yep. I, loved, I loved watching it. <laughs> What's one of yours that you remember growing up? Mine was, honestly, it was just a few years ago. It was the Post Malone one. When oh, he, yep. yeah. It was two parts. He goes into the gas station for the first part. And yeah, his conscience is just taking over his body and he's just messing up the entire store. And then right at the end, he's standing in front of like all the chips and stuff. And then that's the guy. Guy eat pretzels? <laughs> I remember that yeah, one. It's hilarious. And then the bar one is just as funny. I can't really think about it, but I remember him like over smiling. And it was just like, too much smile. And then it just shows him like really chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That was pretty good. Yeah, that one was really funny in my books. Oh, one that I'll never forget. Budweiser in general has some really good ads, but one that I'll never forget was a Waza! Waza! At Newgate! Pick up the phone! Yo. Waza! Oh my gosh, I love that. Even when they do it on Scary Movie, oh, it's hilarious. Hey, you know what I just saw about? Remember that? Uh, when Scary Movie did come out, it was so popular that Mom and Dad got, like, all this What's Up shirts. They were, like, blue with, like, orange lettering. Oh, it was like, What's Up on the shirt. I had it. It was, like, an orange. It looked like orange. I remember yeah. mine was, like, blue with, like, orange lettering. Oh, my gosh. Oh, What's Up? Oh, one of my favorites out there. That one. And then another one was the Budweiser Frogs. We actually had a cup when we were little. And it was, like, kind of like a cookie jar cup. But you pop open the, the lid, and it was the frogs on there. So every time you pop open the lid to pour in a drink, it would do the bud wise. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Every time I think of my alcoholism, I always relate it back to that. So No, yeah. And then <laughs> throwing it in the dishwasher like two or three times, it was just like a Chucky doll. At, by Within a month, it was just like in the back of the pantry like, <laughs> what the hell is that noise? There's that damn ghost again. <laughs> But yeah, Budweiser, and then they had the Clydesdales. Those ones always make yeah, you tear up. Are, yeah, I was gonna say always it's good. always amazing commercials for those ones. Um, what's ones that you're anticipating for this year? What do you want to see? Honestly, I I love the like you said the Budweiser, the Bud Light commercials, and then Mo- obviously us. We want to see yeah, movies, we want right? to see movies for sure. But yeah, they always have those funny ones. I heard that uh, Gronk is gonna have a funny one this year, but. Mm. Yeah, mostly movies for me, and I even, I did a little research, I went 10 years no. back, <laughs> no, not me, 10 years back to see, like, what the move, like, the main movie trailers that dropped that year, so I'll give you a couple years that stood out for me. <laughs> 2017, we got John Wick 2, which it wasn't even supposed to be a sequel, and then, yeah, they dropped that trailer that year, which I guess all America was like, hell yeah, we get Keanu Reeves, baby, <laughs> he's coming back. Yeah, then we got Logan, Logan that year. With oh, the Hugh yeah, and that was actually going to be Wolverine's last thing. So yeah, that was amazing. Supposedly was going to be Hugh Jackman. Now we get him back for one more. Oh yeah, baby. And then Stranger Things season two. Ooh. That was the Halloween trailer with yeah Michael the Jackson. Halloween, and that was one of my favorites because of all the music they had in that season. Yeah. Oh, I love that season. It was the year that they started bringing in a little more ACDC, Michael Jackson, and then yeah. Motley Crue was big in Motley that season. Motley Crue was in that That season. was awesome. Yeah, that was amazing season. Wango Tingle. And oh, then yeah. the last one for that year, Guardians 2. 
Uh, All the way back then. No, but at that time, we were super stoked for it. Oh, yeah, we were very stoked for it. I wasn't a fan after I saw it. Yeah, after I saw it. I I mean, I still liked it, but I thought the jokes were a little too over. Yeah. A little too overboard at some times. I agree. I just probably didn't like the villain. Oh, word of the day, villain, Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Kurt Russell. I thought he did all right. (sighs) Okay, we'll move on. Okay, move on, Guardians. Uh, (laughs) A couple years later, 2019, we had Avengers Endgame. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We had Toy Story 4, and we had Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, God. No, I, I still haven't no, seen No, I'm saying, like, movie. oh, God, because it was, like, ugh, I remember some of the stuff that was in that oh, trailer. Oh, yeah, it, it, it looked, was creepy. It was, but like, gross out. It was creepy for sure, but. I'm there eating my chili con queso, like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Jenna and Matt always rented those books from the library, and. Oh, God. I would just, yeah. like, sneak off and steal the book and read a couple of the riddles and just have nightmares for do you guys remember that one of the baseball players? Oh, oh man, you told me you're like, or you're yeah. like, this is the, oh, this is kind of like us. And I read it, it's about like them like dying. Yeah, it's two brothers, oh. and one of them dies, and he goes to heaven, and he tells him the next day he sees a brother. Oh, you're pitching the next day. I was like, oh, God. Hi, like, Papa. <laughs> That was just a random thought on that movie. Or it probably doesn't even come up in the movie, but that story was creepy yeah, as hell. for sure. And then, yeah, the year after that, that was the last one, 2020 Top Gun. That trailer dropped, and then Ooh, the actual, actual release date wasn't till May 2022. That was So two years, years ahead, we uh, had to wait for that one, huh? Two years after. I forgot how long we had to wait for that movie. Yeah, I, I remember I mean, too it was, I met Crystal, it was, she's like, my dad wants to see that movie so bad. I was like, man, he's been waiting quite a while, too. But then again, it was like that COVID delay, like a lot oh, of was, movies. It was. Yeah. <clears throat> it was. Um, shoot, heck yeah, dude. I just so had... Those, so that's just Super Bowl in the past. Let me tell you what I'm expecting for this year. Yeah. Beetlejuice 2, mm. Tim Burton. Oh, I know you're not a fan, but I always was. Even though it scared the heck out of, it, heck out of me as a kid, yeah. I still loved it. Uh, and Tim Burton, he just announced that, or the poster for it, so I'm hoping they shoot us a trailer. Mm. And then Joker 2. Joker 2, Todd Phillips. Joker 2 is going to be good, but... Lady Gaga. It's I don't that, know. <laughs> I don't know. It's that Are type of good? movie that you want to watch, but... Okay, let's... Uh, oh, yeah, it's Requiem get for a Dream for sure. Let's it's get prepared a, for yeah. it, and let's make sure it's like a dark day outside. And yeah. <laughs> mm. Deadpool 3, that one is for sure going to be in there. Oh, man. But what I wrote down... I wrote Deadpool 3, too, on my side, but I want to see Deadpool 3, not an aviation gin commercial. You know Ryan Reynolds will probably break this with something. I want to see some clips from the movie. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope so, too. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Oh, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Oh, that's going to be good. I've never seen the original. Is it a quiet film? I believe it a is. Silent, yeah. silent film. Silent film, yeah. yeah. I, I don't it know. Is. It got remade in the 90s, though, I believe. Damn, we need to watch it before yeah, the new one, it. then. Um, an untitled Jordan Peele movie that's supposed to drop sign November. Me up. Oh, yeah, sign me up, too. Drama, Even though horror, no... comedy, I'm in for anything Jordan <clears throat> Peele. Nope. I wasn't the biggest fan. I need to rewatch it, but... Yeah, like, Aaron and I said we did Get Out was good. We didn't like Nope, but we still gave it, like, a solid 7 out of 10. I give it that. I give it like a six point five. No, okay, but yeah, okay. That. Jordan and Peele. then the last one, Karate Kid Untitled, Untitled Karate Kid movie. Jackie oh. Chan and Ralph Macchio in it. And I don't want to jump to conclusions because he told me to keep his name out my mother. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, a new Karate Kid movie with Jackie Chan coming back. That's gonna be awesome. 
Thank you. Okay. Awesome. One last thing I have here, and I don't know if it's too Excuse early me. to ask, but you think anything Stranger Things is going to come out? Oh. oh, I'm hoping so. I um, know. I know they just started filming a month ago, so it's a little too early to ask, but... I mean, who knows? They're going to bring Eddie Munson. Oh. They could literally just show a clip from the past ones and be like, Stranger Things is coming soon. I'll be like, I'll still did be you happy. see the trailer? Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. They're running up that hill. Take it away, Kate. Take it away, Kate. <laughs> okay, so that's all I have. Deadpool, Stranger Things. That's the main things I want to see. And, of course, avocados from Mexico. <laughs> avocados from Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so th- those are our ads and commercials. Let's jump into our predictions really quick, and then we'll move on to our movie villains. Okay. So my Super Bowl predictions, I got the Swifties, Los Chiefies, 27-17, baby. 27-17. All right. And that ain't right. no guess. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going against you on this one. Even though I hate to say it, it's making my blood boil over here. My blood pressure. My blood pressure. Help me. Help me. That's my James Brown for you. Uh, <laughs> I would say four. Get some water. Get some water. I'm going to go with the 49ers, 31-27. 3127. Oh, okay, 31-27. Okay. I think. And write this down. I read the script from Roger Goodell. He told me, first half's going to be a good one. Halftime's going to take over, and second half is going to be boring. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I read Completely opposite, completely opposite. I got the first half being super boring. Halftime, very good. And then when you're in a food coma in the second half, that's when we get all the energy, all the scoring. Ah. Boom, 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 boom. And for all my sports betting fans out there, I got all right. Little, listen up, listen up out little, there. Here got comes a special Mr. for you, got Mr. Little, Aaron over here. Yeah, little three pick action for you. I got Travis Kelsey with the receiving touchdown. I got Christian McCaffrey with the rushing touchdown, and I have Bra- Brock Purdy with a pick interception. Uh, I don't know okay, guys. okay. No, I even placed that bet earlier today. I was like, okay, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I mean, the Kelsey and McCaffrey, I feel those are locks for sure. It's just the Purdy one I'm a little iffy on. He has thrown a pick. He did throw a pick last weekend. He should have had two, but the Lions' mm-hmm. face mask, just it's just a perfect bounce into the 49ers <laughs> receiver. What can I say? I'll one-up you, my guess, twin two. I'm going to throw in Isaiah Pacheco. I think he Ooh. might get a rushing. He didn't or... have one last game, too. So No, I believe he got one last Super Bowl they were in there. No, I'm saying last game. Oh, oh, but we're talking Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. sorry. Whole sorry. other ballpark here. Yeah, true, true. Very true. Okay, so twin two, I got 49ers. Twin one, he's got... Los Chiefs. Los Chiefs, 27-17. Mark it down. We'll both agree, though. If Chiefs win, Taylor Swift, she's going to get proposed to. Oh, if that happens, yeah, I would like it. Even though I'm not a Swifty fan, I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so that's our predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, let us know what you guys think. What are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? Going over to family, friends, or you guys just hanging out at home? Order a bunch of food? Tell, let us know. Let's take it into our last topic for today, Aaron, the juicy stuff. Heroes and villains. Oh, but yeah. we're not just doing normal heroes and villains, guys. We're going heroes and villains that are overlooked. So I know we discussed it a little earlier this week, but we're throwing Jenny in there from Forrest Gump. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to see Batman, Superman, or Joker on here. This is a little villain that it's not the main villain in the movie per se, but it is a little side character that we consider the villain or hero. So, Aaron, why don't you take it away with number three? What are you doing, heroes or villains first? I am going to start with villains. 
And my number three, I was like on the edge all today because I couldn't really come up with one. And so it was in between The Hunchback from 300 or Ferris Bueller. And okay. I'm going Ferris Bueller all the Fe- way. Wait, you better get some good description. Why Ferris Bueller? And let me just start off by saying that, yes, he brings one of the best days to his friend's life and to his woman's life, too. But okay. at the end of the day, you think about it, man, he just he drags his best friend out of bed when he's just, like, so depressed. Which, I mean, that, that was good. That was good. He's sick. <laughs> yeah, but then he makes... Him co- make a phony phone call to Edward Rooney? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and then makes him take his dad's car out. And his dad, just hearing, you don't even see him in the movie, but just hearing about him, you yeah. just, like, picture this, like, big, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger guy, like, <laughs> I'm going to beat my kid if he even takes my car out for, like, out of the driveway. That's true. You never see Fry's dad. You never do, but you're just so intimidated by him. And you're like, dude, like, no, he can't take that car out. But yet yeah. his friend just pushes him and pushes him. And every time you see the car, you're like, Ugh, don't even yeah. let a bird land on it. Yeah, and exactly. And at the end, spoiler alert, whoever hasn't seen it at this point, uh, he does, like, change his friend overall, Fry, like, to become, like, get over that hump to, like, talk stand, to Stand up for stand, himself. Yeah, stand yeah. up for himself. But at the end of the day, in my head, I'm like, nah, dude, you wrecked his car you this nice uh, sports car that your dad had yeah i'm like ferris bueller and not only that you would think like okay and fry got the girl nah and ferris bueller gets the girl too (laughs) i'm just like oh no and i always question this is fry and sloan related i swore they were like brother and sister but no 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 because remember when they're swimming that she's like did you see me naked and then Never mind. Just like oh, I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, that sums it up right there. I I guess I forgot that. Yeah. Part. So Ferris Bueller. Okay, Ferris Bueller number three. Oh lordy. So I am going with as my villain number three, twin two. I am going with Red from Pineapple Express. The main villain in this movie for Pineapple Express it is Ted. Ted. <laughs> but Red, he's the middle guy between the lower drug dealer and the upper drug dealer dead so what red does is he's just a traitor the whole movie it keeps showing your main characters seth rogan and james franco or saul and dale the character names and it keeps showing them and how they're trying to run from ted because they witnessed a murder that ted did so what does red do he's trying to get some intel from his friends but then he goes and turns it over to ted so he can make sure that they don't get too far away from him yeah just plays two sides. <laughs> the scene for me that I lost it, not only that I knew he was for sure a villain, but I lost it also just laughing my ass off is Saul and Dale go to confront Red, and they, they're more asking for his help to let him know, Ted's after us and whatnot. Like, we need a place to lay low. And sure enough, like, Red is just there. He's in the big old, like, what is it? Big old robe. Like big, a big old, old red robe. Big old robe, like, as if he just got finished doing karate or something. He has, and like, then... a busted lip. He's like, oh, it's a cold sore. <laughs> it's a cold sore. I mean, he's there bouncing a big old fitness ball, trying to get myself a Scottish shit. <laughs> but they end up just talking, and Red's there just trying to play it nonchalant and trying to be too... goody two-shoes. Oh, yeah, it's my cat's birthday. You want some cake? And sure enough, they find out that Red is just a traitor, so they start beating the hell out of each other. But this scene that goes down, definitely look it up. 
<laughs> Seth Rogen's breaking a bong over his head. He gets thrown into like a little litter box of yeah, his he gets cat. Thrown into a wall. And not even like his live cat. Supposedly he was like the dead cat from like a week ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just some funny stuff that it's like, oh god, all these guys are just stoners, and the fact that they're all just duking it out and still like yelling at each other and commenting towards each other. Yeah. No, why are you doing this? Cause I, I'm gonna get killed too. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, they, yeah, I was like, spoiler alert, but yeah, they tie him up, and then he's like, no, don't worry, with guys. nothing like, but duct tape. Yeah, nothing <laughs> but duct tape, and then so the guys are like breaking in from the back, and then he's just like, no, 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 guys, go, 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 like I'll cover for you guys, I promise, go, 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 and like so they head out of the house, and then the bad guys come in and. Daddy McBride just like straight like snitches him out right there like hurry up you could catch him <laughs> they're in the go, front go go, go. go. <laughs> but yes Red he is a traitor even though at the end he gets back with his friends yeah spoiler alert but it is a stoner comedy so don't take this one too serious guys it's a pretty funny pretty yeah funny very one. funny and that movie grew on me for sure yeah I, I, hated, I hated it, it when we saw it in high time. school and as time grew on we definitely love that movie yeah definitely all right Eric take it away number two. So my number two is going to be Mr. Ralph Macchio from The Karate Kid. Oh, dude, back-to-back yep. -back hot takes. I know, People I that know. we idolize as heroes growing no, up. No, and I idolized him as a kid growing up. I was like, man, like, he gets with Mr. Miyagi. He gets his butt kicked the whole movie. And, yeah, he gets him at the end with the kick. Hell no. I watch Cobra Kai, and anybody that's seen Cobra Kai, it – flushes out like the stories like in their future like how he turned uh johnny lawrence turned out and how he turned out and he's like a big rich rich guy like as a car salesman and johnny lawrence is kind of like a bum like just living in like a broken down apartment just like drinking his life away yeah just yeah and it's it's really sad because even when ever he... since he lost that fight like that kick in the face it's just he lost the next thing he didn't get the career like yeah Johnny his did parents or his or, dad uh, didn't accept yeah. him and all this stuff and yeah ever since then it completely flipped around and when i saw karate kid again i was like Yo, Ralph Macchio is the bad guy. Like, he's instigating the whole the movie. The whole movie he's instigating, especially when Mr. Miyagi goes to the dojo and he's like, no, like, we're going to have a peace until a tournament. You can't touch the boy until a tournament. Don't touch that boy until a tournament. tournament. Yeah, so what does Ralph Macchio do? He keeps poking the bear, keeps poking the bear. He knows that he's not going to get mm -hmm. hurt. And he gets him with the illegal kick, and then he gets the girl he gets Johnny Lawrence's girl, not even gets the girl. He gets Johnny Lawrence's ex. Oh, Tell God. me that's not a villain. And it was Johnny do right after he gets kicked in the face. Does he run away and get mad? No. No, he goes up and shakes his hand, and he's just like, Like a man. He's like, you're good, Willa Russo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Go watch Cobra Kai, guys. And Cobra Kai, highly yeah. recommend. Season one, I want to say it was like certified 96% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we actually watched that one on YouTube Red back when YouTube oh, tried to put out their own little streaming that's service. Right, YouTube but Red. That oh, failed. My goodness, yeah. So, Cobra Kai, it is over the top. Go in there. If you like movies like Arnold Schwarzenegger, 80s and 90s, like over the top flicks, where it's. Bunch but of acting. Season one is legit, but yeah, season two and on, it gets very, very cheesy action. But they type, they play but into it. Good. They like, do play yeah. into it. It's Stingrays. Good, oh, God. Stingray. Stingray's the man. Okay. Twin two taking back over. I'm going with my number two. And this is a movie that, re-watching it, this is such an underrated Adam Sandler movie. It's The Longest Yard. I'm going with Unger. 
Oh, um, man, we were just watching this this morning. Yes. Too. Oh, my, I love this movie. The main villain in this one, it's Warden Hazen. Warden Hazen, uh, so sure enough, Adam Sandler is a previous NFL quarterback. He does some stuff and gets thrown in prison. And this prison, the guards there, they're running their football team, and they take it really serious. And sure enough, he wants to have Paul Crew, Adam Sandler, to be able to run the cons a football team so they could pair up against, or face off against each other as a tune-up game. So this guy, Unger, he's a con, and he's playing the middleman. He goes and talks to Warden Hazen and tries to work with him so he could get some years shaved off his uh, prison sentence. And in uh, return, he'll go and start spying on the cons, what they're doing for their football team to be able to give them the intel. And the cons are already understaffed and they have uh, they have to practice on a crappy field. They have no... They have no um, running back. They have no Yeah, no pads, so nothing. That's a pickup like Nelly with no cleats. <laughs> yeah, they're already huge underdogs. And this guy Unger is just throwing them further in the dirt. So the scene for me that I always, I hate it, but this is, for me, I was like, this is the main villain for sure, is when Chris Rock's character, he goes after Caretaker. Yeah. It's after practice one day. and All right, if you guys want to hear it, spoiler alert. After oh, one of the practices before the main game, Sure enough, he goes into his uh, cell, caretakers, and Unger, he puts a little trap in his radio. So once he goes in there, and uh, Paul, it's for Paul Crew. Once he turns on the radio, it's going to light up and burn him to shreds. But instead, caretaker goes in there to do a little gift for Crew, and he's the one that gets killed in, in the spot for Crew. And this car- character, Unger, the whole time throughout the movie, he's just commenting and... Oh, trying to play the best guy to the cons and oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says the weird he says the weirdest shit too, like, oh, it's gonna flow like the Babylon in the Nile. What the hell? What in the hell? Yeah, I was hearing it today, like that guy makes no sense. Like this guy for sure is just a foreshadowing villain. He he made fast people look not fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Unger. I hate that guy. Oh, man. The biggest thing, too, that I actually don't like about this movie, they don't give him, like, a good little, you know, I want him to get jumped or his ass kicked at the end, but Unger gets killed. He gets away with Caretaker's death and nothing. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Captain Knauer mentions it, like, I know Unger did it, but nothing. Yeah, that's it. They don't show him again. Love The Longest Yard, though, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything I'm Sandler on. Oh, yeah. Aaron, take it over. Number one. Let's see it. Oh, yeah. Number one, Leanne Tui, The Blind Side. Oh, oh just shit. Kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Blindsided. Blindsided. No, you already brought it up. We are going Miss Jenny from Forrest Gump. Oh, gosh. All right, all right. And before Aaron kicks it off with Jenny, I just want to say, so... Jenny's character, we do know that as a child, she was abused by her father, and she went through a shit show, guys. So anyone that has gone through that, we hope that you do get the help, and we do realize that later in life that some of her actions she does, they're they're not justified, but we understand. But either way, she does do it to our man, Forrest Gump. So Aaron, go ahead. That being said, here we go. So, I'm, I'm just going to jump to, like, three major points because, I mean, I wrote down every single date, and there was... How ten, many dates did she leave for us? T- 
no, not leave, but ten dates that I'm like, okay, she picked at them. It right was like here. through a decade of just her. Yeah, a decade. Just teasing, well, not teasing for it was fi- just, Yeah, 15 years, but okay. not being a friend. <laughs> exactly. So the first one, uh, Forrest is in army boot camp, and he gets like a message or like a letter that he sees Jen, or no, somebody shows him a Playboy, and it's Jenny, and mm-hmm. it says that she got like a gig at some bar that she could like play there. So Forrest goes. <laughs> Forrest goes and supports. Sees her playing naked, and then one of the soldiers grabs her, and then that's when he goes out, goes over there, like hits the guy, and then takes mm-hmm. Jenny off stage. So they're talking right after that uh, play, or that little like play that she does, mm-hmm. and he proposes to her, or no, he says that he loves her, and <laughs> she says, "Oh, you don't know what love is. I'm going to Vietnam." And what does she do? She hops in a truck with a stranger, and she's just like, oh, run, Forrest. If you see somebody, just run. It's like, oh, no, I was just going to stand there and be like, oh, yeah, let let me just dodge this bullet or something. What the hell do you think I'm going to do, Jenny? If you're going to war and that's your best friend or girlfriend, whatever it is, you don't want to hear that. Oh, run for your life. No. After you just told her that you loved her, too. Exactly. Oh, Oh, Lord. Yeah, so I'm going to fast forward when she goes to Washington, sees him as a hippie. I mean, it's not really. (laughs) I love that scene, though. I know. That is a pretty good scene. (laughs) Be it Right? But, yeah, it leaves him again, that scene. And then uh, 1974. Oh, shit, I didn't even give you. 1967 was when he was in Army. 1974. Names a boat after a couple years later, they reunite. And then the fourth, (laughs) they fast forward to the 4th of July that year. And then that's when he proposes to her. And she rejects him again. And that same night, she hooks up with him, and the next day, she's gone. <laughs> I know. She gets impregnated <sighs> with Forrest Gump Jr. Six and then runs six away. But the sixth sense. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, has sex with him. Next morning, he wakes up, and she's gone. He goes for that run across America, which was amazing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, years later, he gets a letter from her to go meet her. He meets... Uh, her and the son and his son, and I think that's for me when I realized she was a villain. Oh yeah, because the way Forrest reacts to seeing his son for the first time, like not only did he starts losing it himself because he w- he wanted to be a father and he thinks he's in the wrong for just yeah doing abandoning. doing the yeah. deed and then just you know not yeah, going not after her exactly. But Jenny, you know, says like, no, it's not your fault. But just seeing Forrest's reaction, like, he wanted to be there. He did. And it was five years. I looked at it. Five years. Oh, and even when he says that to his son, like, or he says it to her, um, oh, is he like me? Like, oh, it makes, it gets me every time. Right in the wells. Uh, I feel bad for Forrest throughout that movie because he's always supportive. There's a part where she does join the Black Panther Party and Forrest is there trying to, you know, be supportive, be a part of it. And he doesn't say anything. He's always there for Jenny, and Jenny's always there pushing Forrest away. I know. It's Forrest. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more, but it does turn Forrest into the man he was. I know. (laughs) But then she proposes to him because she tells him about the disease she has. And, And of course, course, he's there for her. Mm -hmm. Says yes, marries her, and within (laughs) a year, she passes away. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So, Jenny. I get you. I get you. And I even put that... 
I put that on my Instagram just to see what's, who's the bigger villain, Lord Farquaad or Jenny. Oh, and man. like 90% said Jenny. Jenny, yeah. I was I like, agree. see, I mean, I'm sure everyone has a scene in there that they're like, Jenny, no. Or I don't know. Tell us what you guys think. That was Aaron's number one. Yeah, yeah. This is Twin Two. Mr. Andy taking back over. I'll I'll bring the spirits back up with a comedy movie, but with mine I'm going with Super Bad. I'm going Seth. Oh. <laughs> and man. Seth is Jonah Hill's character. So Super Bad. There's no real movie villain. It is just a basic comedy about three friends that they're trying to get laid before they go off to college. That's what it is, guys. Yep. It is a raunchy comedy by the plot alone. So Seth, he's just a – he's that class clown, but to his two other buddies, he's just a dick, and he bullies them throughout the movie. His one other buddy, um, Evan, he has a girl that he's crushing on, and he's asking Seth for advice. But Seth is just giving advice, yeah, like, just denying, like tell, her, tell her this and tell her that, and but vulgar, like, no, dude, like – I'm sure she doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. And the stuff he tells Evan is just, of course, it's hilarious. Yeah, but it's, it's very funny. It's stuff you wouldn't tell your friend. You would be like, give him a little confidence. Joking around, but after a while, give him some confidence. And the main scene for me where I found him to be the villain is when, um, of the three, it's Seth, Evan, and then the one, the lower one of the group, Vogel, that they make fun of. So, Fogel gets an ID to buy him all beer for the party. And Seth is just there making fun of Fogel, and they're in front of a liquor store. And he's there like, no, go inside, Fogel. Like, you're going to do this. We need that beer for the party. And sure enough, Fogel's just there, like, freaking out and panicking. Yeah, like, he's like, or I'll effing kill you. I'll effing kill you, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut your face off and put it on mine and go inside and do it myself. So, it's like, dude, you peer pressure your friends to go break the law. <laughs> oh, that's one thing. Number two, he goes inside. He's panicking. Sure enough, the transaction goes through. He gets knocked out by a random person robbing the store. Yeah. That's two. Number three, the last thing. What happens when the police show up? Do the Does Seth and Evan stay there at the liquor store? Hell, Hell no. no. What's the fir- first thing Seth says? Screw Fogel. He's like, screw Fogel. We got to act. We got to act. And then he gets hit, <laughs> hit by a car. <laughs> and he gets hit by a car. <laughs> but... Seth, man, he is definitely the villain of that movie just because he's always just yeah, just not, worrying not about even himself. egging on, not yeah. even egging on, just being a douchebag just to get what he wants and make sure, like, his two friends are there to support himself. He's never there supporting his other two friends, which, yeah, total gulo move. Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. <laughs> That's our top three. Aaron, why don't you shoot us off with our heroes? Number three, number three, my lord. Okay, so number three, I am going with Mr. Cousin Eddie of Vacation. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the three movies that I picked from him was the OG Vacation, Christmas Vacation, and Vegas Vacation. And Which one's the best? Oh, the Takes best way. Christmas Vacation, but I'll talk about Vacation really quick. He just gives a gift to Clark after he asked oh. for, for $52,000, and Clark pretty much gives it to him. And then next day when they're taking off, he gives them a gift like, hey, like, here's a gift for you, Clark. It's (laughs) it's some nice white shoes. And, yeah, I just thought that was super nice of him. Oh, yeah. Just like a little generous gift. Very very small. I mean, not a huge hero in that one. But uh, Christmas Vacation, 
Clark, he doesn't get his bonus, and he just goes off on a rant about his boss. And he's like, I want him, like, with a big red ribbon in front of me. <laughs> yep. So Cousin Eddie, he goes, and he gets it done, even though it's kidnapping. It's kidnapping. <laughs> he goes he full kidnaps on him. felony, whatever it may be for kidnapping nowadays, but yeah, he does still, it for he his He still gets the deed done. And then in Vegas vacation, Clark is running out of money. He's pretty much bankrupt, and he's losing his marriage. So he goes to Cousin Eddie, asks him for money. Cousin Eddie digs up all this money, like, buried in the dirt, helps him out, make like, goes and gambles with him, and tries to get his life back on track. And, oh, I love that about Cousin Eddie. Oh, heck yeah, but Randy Quaid perfects that character in every single one. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I just think it's crazy how he's the cousin-in-law, and he treats him like it's his brother. He is yeah. willing to go to the end of the world not for Clark, him. The other, not Clark with him, but... Cl- no, yeah, yeah Cousin Eddie with, with Clark. Clark. For sure. <laughs> exactly. No, he's definitely a hero in my book. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, twin 2 taking over here. Uh, number 3 for me, hero. I went with Link from Encino Man. So Link is played by Brennan Fraser. I'm gonna say Brennan Fraser. Yeah, I go. We Fraser grew up all watching the all the Mummy movies, and we're like Brennan Fraser, Brennan Fraser. <laughs> we love him. So Link, he is actually a caveman in this movie, and Sean Astin, Pauly Shore, they find him in the backyard of Sean Astin's house, and of course they befriend him. They think that he's gonna make him popular, but it ends up being the other way around. He's there, he gets him popular, but then everyone wants to become Link's friend. So Link, the reason why he is my hero, he's just there. I mean, he's a caveman, guys. He doesn't say anything throughout the whole movie. Yeah, all of his vocabulary is through Pauly Shore, the weasel. So it's just like, buddy. Yeah, so it's Pauly Shore just reincarnated through Brendan Fraser. Yeah. But he's always sticking up for everyone, and it's at the end that... Sure enough, Sean Astin, he's really jealous that he's not getting that popularity. So he goes and drops Link off in the middle of nowhere, tries to drop him off as like a stray dog. And then Pauly Shore shows up, gets into a little confrontation, and Link's the one to break up that fight between the two friends. And sure enough, Link, instead of saying, being upset with either one of them. Yeah, he hugs him. He hugs him, kisses him on the head, and he's still, like, still their friend. He's like that lost dog that got taken in, and he's still, at the end of the day. Oh, the best friend. Willing to support the the hand that feeds him. Oh, for sure. Love Link as a character. Oh, no, that's a great pick. Way over my head on that one. <laughs> Encino Man. Yeah, Encino Man, great, Weez great movie. Weez the juice. Weez the juice. Buddy. Yeah. So my number two is actually one of my uh, sport uh, heroes growing up. Oh. Yeah. Jake Taylor, baby. Major League. Oh my Mr. God. Tom Berenger, Jake Taylor. That's why Aaron wanted to be a catcher growing up because we saw Major League like yeah. at seven or eight years old. Yeah. Just really quick. Yeah. He, the whole movie, he's like always like practicing like him calling his shot, hitting this like walk off home run. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he calls his shot and he bunts the guy in like he sacrifices himself so the runner could get over. And he actually turns out well because he's safe. And then the guy comes in safe at home. But Willie Mays Hayes. (laughs) Yeah, all because Jake Taylor sacrificed himself instead of trying to be that hero. He was like, you know what? I'm more of a teammate at this point. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And that changed me as an athlete, too. I was like, I'm going to be. Jake Taylor. I don't need to hit that home run. <laughs> I still tried to hit it. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay, okay. 
So, Twin 2 taking back over. I have as my number two. So, I had one earlier. I had a few, and I just kept switching it up. I had Bob Newby earlier today. Bob Newby I love, but I decided to switch it up, guys, because rest in peace to one of our great men out there, Mr. Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore. Oh, man. I was going to say Bob Newby. No, dude, but... Jobs. I love Bob Newby. Don't get me wrong. He kills it in Stranger Things. I'll give him that. But Chubbs Peterson. Because Happy Gilmore, he... Oh, my. It's just so... He goes from hockey to playing golf, and he becomes one of the top golfers uh, out there. Yeah, terrible hockey player, but he just terrible has hockey. a hell of a strike. <laughs> exactly. And Chubbs Peterson is his trainer to be able to train Happy to become a good golfer and keep his patience and anger down. But Chubbs is just a cool guy that he's always sticking with them, and Happy's blowing up, and he turns golf into a frat sport. And just going back and rewatching, there's a scene in there that Chubbs is there. <laughs> the way he passes away in the movie is pretty funny. Yeah, he ends up he gets scared a, of an alligator. Head. He gets scared of an alligator that plays into a, a little inside joke there. But he gets scared of an alligator head and flies out the window and dies. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny in the movie, guys. But uh, it shows him later in the movie, <clears throat> and he's in an all-white suit playing the piano. And uh, re-watching that scene today it got me teared up because I'm like, damn. That was one of the main characters that, that we was, loved. That was <laughs> the Apollo Creed of golf. I know, right? No, I, yeah. Chubbs Pearson, he played so many great roles out there. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right, Aaron, take it over. Number one. Oh, number one. My number one, baby. I'm going Sean Astin, Samwise Gamgee, Lord of the Rings. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come Sean on. Sean Astin has so many roles. Yeah, I just said Bob Newby. <laughs> exactly. Comment down below and let us know a uh, role that Sean Astin plays that he's a villain because I will call bullshit. Samwise, yep. Samwise Gamgee, guys. Not, I'll just say a couple parts. He carries Frodo up the damn volcano. He sh- saves him from Shelob. I mean, those alone. Don't don't let me say more. Don't let me say, more. <laughs> say no more, Aaron. Say no more. No, but yeah, he's just always there for Frodo, even though Frodo's a total dick in the second and third movie, but always there for mm-hmm. him. And Frodo's like always insane over this ring, and he's like that best friend that just keeps him sane. Oh, I hear you, and I really feel Frodo's a villain in that movie, oh, the Saruman. Oh, sure, for sure. He's just slowing him down the entire time. Oh, I uh, hey, I agree. Samwise is definitely number one for anyone out there. Oh, yeah. I'm going with Del Griffith from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, that's a great one. So, Del Griffith, played by John Candy. Rest in peace as well, John Candy. So... It's a story about a person that, uh, his name's Neil. He's trying to get home for Thanksgiving, but he's stranded in a part where it's snowed out. He's on a plane. The plane gets shut down, and he meets an unfriend, not unfriendly, a very friendly character, John Candy, who's Del Griffith. And Del Griffith is a character that every single time the plane gets uh, shut down, he ends up getting him a car to the hotel after the hotel, he gets him a car to the train and gets him a train ticket. And then he's just getting him tickets, and he's just such a friendly guy, and he's making such connections from previous stories and work experiences that he's able to share all this love from his previous customers onto Neil. So he gets Neil from one side of the United States to the other uh, during Thanksgiving. And if anyone's traveled thir- uh, during Thanksgiving... Oh, they know stressful. how stressful and how busy it could be. It's terrible. If you're not 
If you're on the road, it's one thing, but going in the airport, oh, Lord. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, Del Griffith, and the way it does play out at the end, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it is a tearjerker, and it puts it up there as my one of my top holiday movies all time. Oh, yeah, top three holiday movies all time. Oh, heck, yeah. Del Griffith, guys, that's twin two with my number one pick. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, so let's finish it up. Uh, last thing, last segment is our songs really quick. Uh, okay, what song were you bumping this week, Aaron? Oh, this week I'm training for a 5K in April. So Running up that hill. Running up that hill. No. Oh. <laughs> no, I've been uh, using the Coach Beard song, baby. Oh. I just came to say hello. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, banger, dude, banger. I always like that music video of them playing tennis. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, I'm going with a song from the movie Road Trip by the Jungle Brothers. <laughs> I'm going with Freaking You. Cause I'm freaking you, baby, driving you crazy. Oh, that's a great song. Oh my gosh! Every morning I threw that song on, and it kind of got me in the mood to start getting going and whatnot. But oh yeah, it is a good feel song. So yeah, guys, hope hopefully you guys like this episode. I know it went a little bit over, but it is because it's our Super Bowl extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> so hopefully you guys like that. When we come back to you guys, it's already gonna be after the Super Bowl. So. Hopefully, it's a good one. Yeah, hopefully. And everyone, why you let us know a couple things we got going for next episode. Next episode, I brought it up a little bit earlier. We are going to do Valentine's. So oh. we are going to do our top rom-com movies and possibly our favorite just like chick flick movies for all the girls out there that like to listen. We will give our top uh, three chick flick movies, but <laughs> we, we're not sure on that yet. But we are going to definitely base it off of love. Okay, Val- okay. Valentine's Day, we're going to do a love episode. So it's going to be Aaron talking for 45 minutes, and <laughs> I will be drinking along. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, it, it'll be a funny one, definitely. So definitely tune in next week, guys. Um, closing out for today, this is twin number two, Mr. Andy, and along with me here is... Twin number one, Mr. A.A. Ron. Oh, hopefully you guys have a great week ahead. This is TP, the Weekly White. Don't forget to wipe. Two-